All right, so in the past couple of weeks and months, there's been a lot of YouTubers quitting. A lot of YouTuber, a lot of OG creators from people who've been doing it eight, nine, 10, 12, 15 years, legends and people who we all are familiar with who've been around YouTube for a long time, retiring or leaving or cutting back or whatever you wanna call it. And yeah, I've noticed, and a lot of you guys have, have asked me for my thoughts or to chime in. Not that this isn't one of those videos, I'm not, I'm not doing that, but I do have my own situation. I've been at this a long time. And uh, so I figured I'd throw in my two cents. Figured I would chime in. So first of all, this thing that we're doing here, this is a dream job. No question about it. Like we cannot forget that. I think there's a stat, I've, I've referenced it before, but what you ask children of the 2010s and 2020s what they wanna be when they grow up and they the most popular answer is YouTuber. They wanna be YouTubers when they grow up. That And that didn't exist 20 years ago. They all wanted to be other things, firefighters, movie stars. Now I'm sure a lot of this is they just wanna be famous or this is the new version of you know Hollywood famous and they don't really understand all that comes with this. That's totally normal. But the point is it's a very sought after job and that's something we all have to acknowledge. But as Tom Scott put it so eloquently, a dream job is still a job. I can't keep this up. This is my dream job and I have a lot of fun doing it. I know I'm incredibly lucky, but a dream job is still a job. And it's a job that keeps getting bigger and more complicated. <laughs> I'm so tired. So I, I've watched all these YouTubers uh, videos of, of talking about what they're doing. They're retiring and they're not all actually just straight up leaving. If you actually watch their videos, let's be honest, a lot of them are cutting back a little bit or taking a break or changing things up in a way, but it, it feels like they're sort of retiring the main thing that we know them for. But pr pretty much all these videos have something in common. So I'm gonna use a, an analogy to sort of, I like analogies, I've said this before, I'm gonna use one to explain sort of how it feels in my head. So. The way I explain, because I get asked all the time, what do you recommend for someone who wants to be a YouTuber? And I liken it to being a professional athlete. Pick a sport, pick whatever sport you want. Basketball, for example. There is one thing to actually do the, the sport just for fun, to go to the park to play basketball for free, to go to the gym with your friends to play basketball. You can do that as much as you want, but there is a certain level of hard work dedication, strategy, and talent, and let's be honest, luck that is involved in being able to turn that hobby, that passion into a job, to actually become a full-time professional basketball player. That That is a very sought after job and a very small number of people who actually get to do that. And so if you really want to turn the passion into the job, you have to be willing to put in a ton of hours and to be and to be totally happy playing a ton of basketball in the park for free playing a ton of basketball in the gym and working on the skills for free not getting paid a dime and that may possibly lead to you being able to turn it into a job and you have to be able to be very comfortable doing it for free for a long time even if you don't make a dime that's that's the same thing as being a professional athlete that's totally true about being a professional creator. Now, I still think all of that's true and I still like using that analogy, but I think there's one thing wrong with that analogy, or I guess one thing missing from that analogy, which is that creative jobs don't scale like regular jobs. 
It's just not quite the same. So what I mean by that is take the YouTube video creator career, for example. When you first start, you are just being creative. Like that's the that's the whole job. You are making stuff and that's the fun. So you get to have all kinds of crazy creative ideas. You're getting better and better at making the thing. You get to have a, a new idea, be inspired by something over here, try new things and just coming up with all these fun different ways to make something. And that is what we fall in love with at the beginning. Now, what might happen is at a certain point, you, you get your first opportunity to do some larger new thing. And it's super cool that that door has been opened because of all the creative work you're putting in. And so it's very tempting and exciting. And so you, you need to sort of scale up a little bit to be able to address said new opportunities. And so you do that and it's awesome and it's a, an advancement clearly, but now you're spending time on that scaling up and less time on the being creative thing. So like, here's a, a basic example. You're, you're, let's say you're a video creator, you're doing your thing, you're getting creative, you're writing, editing, shooting, doing all the fun creative stuff. And uh, then you're making some AdSense revenue as well. So it's a hobby that's making some money, great. A brand comes along and they offer this super awesome, unique opportunity to go shoot a video that you would like to make in some crazy, fun, unique location and they'll fly you out and give you that access to be able to make this awesome thing. Sick, yeah, that's, that's an advancement. That's something that's unlocked by the creative things you've been doing. And so you do it, and but you know, in that process, you now also have to manage the communications with the brand, that's the inbox stuff, you're doing invoicing, and then all, now it's the accounting and the taxes that come with that, and the negotiation in between, and the travel. It's just a little bit of extra work, and it doesn't seem like a big deal, but that is some more time spent doing something that isn't being creative, when the job is still supposed to be the being creative part. You see what I mean? Does that make sense? There are, there are all t types of examples of this all over the creative world. Pick any genre, whether it's working with a brand or doing some new opportunity, something somewhere that comes from you being creative. Another very common example is, and I have creator friends all the time that ask, oh, I'd like to hire a team to help with some of this stuff. And that also feels like a natural progression. You're doing so much of this work that you should have some help. You should have a team to help you do that. And you do get the help, but now a lot more of your time is actually spent managing those people and that team, which is taking away from the actual being creative part. So the point is creative jobs don't scale quite like regular jobs. And this is the thing that I see in a lot of other channels and creators and a lot of the videos I'm watching, which is the more you scale up to address these awesome new opportunities and level up, the less of your job is the original thing that we fell in love with, which is being creative. So how do you avoid that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't have the answers. I don't think anybody has the answers. That's also part of the fun of this job is it is relatively new and it didn't exist that long ago. So there is no playbook to step one, step two, step three. Here's how to become a professional video creator in said genre on YouTube. That's, you can try to find playbooks like that, but they won't always work. That you just, there is no answer yet. Now I've been very lucky to I still enjoy, I enjoy a lot of the other parts of the process as well. And I, 
I started again with the fun of making videos and learning to use a camera and use a lens and use lighting and microphones and all kinds of fun things like that. But also the rest of the process are intriguing to me as well. So it's fun. I got lucky in that way. Um, but I guess the only real advice that actually makes sense, and I'm not good at giving advice to these OGs, but um, I guess it's more like advice to my former self or another version of me, but it's just to do, to be very, very deliberate about keeping the original goal and the, the creativity part at the core of everything that you're doing. Because it gets really easy to get distracted and uh, kind of like that fourth grader who filled out the survey who said, I want to be a YouTuber. <laughs> it's easy to get distracted by the thought of the scale and the money and the fame and the, the fun that seems like it comes with this with no effort. But um, if you do fall into the trap of chasing algorithmic changes or chasing the views or the or the waves of things that happen on YouTube, it, it is definitely... Uh, it, it's like a carrot on a string. It's never-ending. Like, we've all seen the Mr. Beastification of lots of YouTube channels. No offense, Jimmy. I love you, Jimmy. But there are a lot of other channels that, that look at what Jimmy's doing as a end goal for themselves. And so they figure, okay, if I do what Jimmy's doing, if I follow his blueprint, I will be the Mr. Beast of insert genre here. And actually, they're right. They will be. But they don't realize all the, the other things that come with that. It's like a treadmill. It's like a treadmill. That's that's another analogy for you. And the skill of being a video creator in this world where if you want it to be a job, you have to keep going and keep moving forward and keep making things and sharing things. The skill is finding what speed on the treadmill actually works for you. Is it a slow walk? Is it a light jog? Is it a video every this often? Is it scattered videos? Is it one video every month, every six months? That is a real skill and a challenge to find what actually works that satisfies both the external goals of growing your thing and the internal goals of flexing the creative muscle. Sorry, I'm getting this is getting philosophical, but you've seen have you seen the the Daft Punk music video from I guess after the last album but for Infinity Repeating where the AI characters like walking 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 it walks slowly a little bit faster a little bit faster and the whole time it's it's a fine pace, but the second it tries to start accelerating, very quickly towards the end of the video, it just like falls apart and it's, it's too much. That's what burnout looks like. So in my world, if you've watched tech YouTube videos, for example, which I guess if you're here, you have, that looks like you cannot make every tech video. At least I can't. Maybe you can, but I can't review every single phone that comes out. I just recently, I, we had the Galaxy S24 stuff come out and the OnePlus 12 is around the corner, and the 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 Find 7 Ultra is also... I, I can't review all three phones at once. I'm only one person, so I got to pick one. I can't dive in and try to satisfy the algorithm every single time. I just can't. So even me today, I am trying to pick the right speed on the treadmill that works for everything that I and my team want to do. And it's challenging. And I'm not saying that the people who are retiring or cutting back haven't done that, but I do think we're all sort of realizing you can't run on the treadmill forever. As as viewers, I'm watching Tom Scott and Matt Pat. I'm like, yep, I, I get it. They're getting off the treadmill. But I'll leave you with one more analogy, um, and that is for those uh, who are still in the camp of, I would like to go all in on this. I would like to to get help and scale up 
and have a team. So the last analogy I'll leave you with, and I've, t- I've told this on other people's channels, but I don't think I've ever actually said it on this channel, um, is the octopus analogy. Sorry, my computer over here just went to sleep with my mic cable plugged in. The octopus analogy. Being a creator on YouTube, if that's what we want to talk about, is just like being an octopus. Meaning, you get creative and you start making videos and you have all this fun with the platform, you are doing several different full-time jobs all at once. You are a full-time writer. You are also a full-time cinematographer. You're behind the camera. You're a lot of times in front of the camera. You're a lot of times a full-time editor. You're also managing the inbox. You're also doing the invoicing, working with brands. There's taxes, the financial accounting, and also just the PR relationships and management and all that content strategy. That's a bunch of different hats. That's like an octopus with eight arms doing eight different things all at once. So my only advice is when getting help, and this makes perfect fundamental sense, but sometimes you have to hear it out loud. You wanna get someone who's better at the thing that you're not good at than you, but also you wanna find things that you specifically want to cut off. So if you're not good at graphic design and you want the thumbnails to be great, maybe that's a perfect arm to cut off and hand to someone else, and then they can do that task 500 times better than you ever could. I certainly learned that. I recommend that. Just cut off the arms of the the taxes. Boom, you can hire an accountant. You can work with people who can help you with that. And that's cutting off an arm and handing it to someone who can do much better. But you can't cut off every arm. And this is another weird part of the analogy, but fun fact, a lot of octopi, octopuses, octopi. Anyway, they have three hearts. Weird, I know, Uh, but they can't cut those out. They have some core functions that always stay with them. And if you are a creator, in some way there is a part of the game, there is something that you fell in love with at the beginning, it's really worth figuring out what that is and just keeping that, just keeping that. And it's gonna be different for every creator. Maybe for you it's the cinematography or the editing or the writing or the content strategy, whatever it is, there's gonna be parts of it and there may be several parts that you gotta keep. You don't cut that off. And that's that's my octopus analogy for uh, learning to be a creator since there is no playbook. I'm just putting this out there. Learn what those three hearts are as early and deliberately as you can. And hopefully you can run on the treadmill with other people who control the other legs. This is a, Crazy analogy now, but I think you get the idea. (laughs) Long story short, I don't think we've seen the end of big YouTubers who've been doing it for a long time retiring or cutting back or whatever. I just think we're seeing them finding their hearts. I think they're, you know, Matt Pat's still doing behind the scenes stuff on his channel. Tom Scott's still doing his podcast. Watch the other videos and you'll see them sort of delineating between the outside and the inside internal motivation. And and that's that's why I think it's important. So that's that's my two cents, and what just wanted wanted to get out there for this video. That's all I that's all I wrote down. That's all I want to say. If you ever get to live the dream, be very deliberate about it. It was a weird video. Okay, we'll see if I put this up. Thanks for watching. Catch you guys in the next one. Peace.